What's going on, Butcher Crew? It's your girl, your master butcher, The Saw, and welcome back to The Saw's Electric Chair, where I put my guests in the hot seat. I had the honor of doing a phone interview with Andreas Kisser from Sepatora. It was super, super awesome. I have been, always been a fan of Sepatora. They've always been one of the soul bands that got me into metal, and I really, really appreciate them, and it was such an honor to talk to Andreas. We talked about his upbringings in metal and how he got into playing guitar we talked about his influences and we also talked about different tours and what his experiences were on tour and the friends that he made we also talked about their new record quadra which will be out february 7th of this year we talked about that we talked about the tour that's coming up and also the process of creating their new album it was super great and i hope you enjoy the interview so I'm going to go ahead and get started, and for the first part, I'm going to talk a little bit about your musical background and everything, and then at the end, we will get into the new record. Does that sound cool? Okay, perfect. Okay, awesome. So, first, let's start with your musical background with metal and, and in the heavier realm of music. I researched that you have been playing guitar since you were a kid, and that your mom bought your you your first guitar, so... How did you get into playing guitar, and how did you begin playing heavier music? Yeah, um, actually, my grandma was the one who was more musical uh, on my family. Um, she came down to Brazil from Slovenia after the Second World War, and um, her and her sisters had, like, an amazing voice. You know, they were not professional yeah. artists, but they, they could sing very well. And my grandma could play like three or four chords on the guitar, you know, very basic stuff. Um, but that's, uh, I started learning the first chords, the first uh, things in music with her acoustic guitar, which I keep, um, I keep till today, you know, uh, with me and stuff. And uh, it's a very important instrument because that's where I learned my, my first uh, steps, you know, in music. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, listening to Kiss and Queen, you know, and Maiden and all that uh, that kind of uh, music, you know, Judas Priest and stuff, uh, heavier and heavier. Um, I wanted to play electric guitar as well, you know. So uh, my mom was the one who bought me the guitar um, afterwards, like a pain in the ass, you know, uh, pressuring her <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Uh, but finally I got the instrument, which was a very decent instrument, a Brazilian-made guitar, but was very very good instrument that I could, you know, uh, learn and um, it, it tune well and stuff. You know, I could really play uh, that instrument. And uh, But I never had like a guitar uh, lesson, you know. I always studied classical guitar or acoustic guitar, uh, which was my first instrument, but I never left, you know. I still yeah. study classical guitar as much as I can. Um, but the guitar, electric guitar, was really listening to my idols, you know, all those bands that I mentioned, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Judas, Maiden, and all of them, you know. I learned to play uh, solos and scales, basically uh, listening to them and, and try to copy them, you know. So uh, um, I played covers a lot in the early days. I still do, you know. I have different projects and stuff that I play a lot of covers. And I love to play covers, you know. It's great school, not only to listen to different kind of music, but also to, you know, to play, to know the DNA, you know, of, of yeah. every... I understand that. 
That's really cool because with learning other types of music, it can like broaden your horizons and give more influences to your own music. So I think that's really cool. Definitely, yeah. What Definitely. was what's your favorite cover like that you've ever done? Like what song do you love to cover? Um, I love to play Black Sabbath. I think it's my favorite band, you know, my favorite music. Uh, they are the starters of metal, you know, whatever they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. They are, you know, with the, the first album and everything they did, you know. And Black Sabbath's always so much fun to play, you know. That's my favorite. But I love to play more of the trashy stuff like Slayer, Metallica. I love to play Exodus as well, you know. And uh, so, But the Black Sabbath, I think, is the, the main thing that I really love to, to jam. Was a Black Sabbath song the first song that you ever learned on guitar, or was that a different song from a different band? No, the first song I ever learned, uh, actually not by a teacher, but listening to the albums and trying to reproduce on the instrument, was uh, was Judas Priest, you know, um, uh, British Steel, mm -hmm. which is a very simple album. You know, it's a great uh, guitar lesson, you know, um, stage one, <laughs> let's say, you know, because the very simple riffs, very memorable riffs, you know, amazing riffs, like from Breaking the Law to Grinder, or Living After Midnight, you know, Metal Gods, they're all very simple, you know, and uh, it was a great start for me, you know, really to do, to um, transpose, you know, whatever I was listening and, and really see on the, the, the arm of the guitar, the positions and the geographical um, uh, positions that I have to look for, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't know too much about theory about uh, during those days, you know, so I was really going for the year, you know, so it was a great training for me as well, you know, to, to, uh, to train my ear, to look for sounds on the guitar. And that album, Judas Priest, was a, a great start, you know, it was a really, really good uh, uh, school, a guitar school album. <laughs> That's so cool. So I also researched that your dad took you to go see Kiss when you were 14 and ACDC at 16. Was this um, your first time hearing bands of that caliber? And was that like the first time that you were like, I want to do this. I want to be on stage. I want to perform. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, if you see Kiss live, you know, it's, um, you know, it's an experience, you know, I mean, especially in Brazil during those days. It was very rare to have shows, you know, like professional shows like that. Queen came down to Brazil in 1981. was the, the the first big show that we had in Brazil, the big football stadium. And uh, at the same stadium, in 1983, I went to see Kiss. You know, that was my first show. It was the Creatures of the Night tour. It was the, the last tour that was they were doing with makeup, you know, before they changed everything and, and did lick it up and all that stuff, you know. And... um it was great to see that at home, you know. Like I said, it was very rare to see bands from that caliber so close, you know, and feel all the pyrotechnics and, and fire and, you know, Eric Carr was on drums with that tank and stuff, you know, it was visually amazing. And uh, and definitely Kids in 83 was the the show that really made me, you know, I was sure they wanted to follow the, the career, you know, the steps. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome. I my dad saw Kiss. That was his actually his first show, and oh, yeah. yeah, and he like Kiss was always one of his favorite until he got into like death metal. So <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty funny. So I read that family support has always played a huge role for the band. Can you explain the role that they play for you guys? Oh yeah, family. I mean, uh, between me, Max, Paulo, and Igor, you know, we have great support in the early days. You know. 
um, because of their understanding. I mean, we were already like 16, 17, 18 years old, you know. We had to look for jobs and everything, but um, we put all our time in the music. Mm-hmm. Of course, we didn't, you know, we didn't have uh, an income per se, you know. It was just like uh, investing, you know, buying instruments and, you know, asking my dad to, to put the drums on the car to take somewhere else to practice or to play, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. And they all they all very supportive, you know. Yeah. Without the support, it would be very difficult, you know, to to have our time really to to put in music and to learn our instruments and and uh, and um, and have to go f- to look for a job and you know to support ourselves and stuff. So uh, I mean, in that sense, that they, they were very uh, understand, they understood our our passion, you know. And I I, I thought they could see, you know, that we were serious about. It, it was not only like a a joke or a phase, you know. Yeah, it was. So, it was uh, more than just a hobby. Yes, exactly. We were very serious about and very professional because we practice a lot, you know, and we spend our time, a lot of time with our instruments and stuff. And we got better, you know, so they could see that as well. And um, and we thank so much, you know, because uh, it was a very crucial time, you know, for especially in the beginning when you like, you know, having other possibilities for jobs and to work and etc. But music always was the, the louder thing, you know. Yeah, and I think that's really cool because you see people that want to create like a, a heavy band and they don't really have the family support. And I think that's very important because you always have someone in your corner pushing you on and giving you that confidence to continue your dream. So that was really great that they supported you guys in every way that y'all needed. I no doubt about it. Yeah, fantastic. So, Sepatora has gold and platinum records in diverse countries such as the United States, your hometown of Brazil, France, Australia, Indonesia, and Cyprus. With that being said, what voice do you think the metal scene has on society? I think heavy metal is the most popular style in music in the world. You know, it's, um, you know, Sepatora played in 80 countries so far in 35 years of a career. You know, we went to dictatorships, we went to Muslim countries, Catholics, and I mean, the, regardless of the politics and religion, music always opened the doors, you know, and especially metal, you know, not only Sepultura, but you see metal, it's everywhere, you know, it's very popular, you see Metallica is the biggest band in the world, you know, and it helps bring every, everyone up, you know, as well, and uh, I think um, metal, is, it's, uh, it's something that uh, also uh, welcomes different styles of music like Sepultura brought the percussion from Brazil let's say you know which is was totally different from any other band and stuff and that created another you know another possibility for heavy music and many bands you know followed and were inspired by and stuff and you know even Metallica uh, was the very much influenced by country music you know especially in load reload and stuff and which is a very an American thing they were using their own you know, cultural elements to create heavy music and to to try to bring new possibilities for metal. You know, and rap music. You know, of course, of course, is involved in heavy music a lot and etc. So, it's a very democratic uh, style of music. Let's say you know, very diverse, and uh, and that's why it's so popular. You know, and um, and also women are, are very much more a part of the scene in metal music than anywhere else. I think you know. You have uh, much more women uh, bands and front, uh, you know, uh, band members and, and stuff like that, much more than 20 or 30 years ago, you know. And 
And I think metal gave possibility for many women really to express themselves and, uh, and to be a part more of, of the, the style and society in general, you know? Oh, yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. Like, a big standpoint for me on metal is that it was always, it was always welcoming. And yeah. it, it was always there when I needed it. And it was something that I could fall back on. Yeah, and, it was no judging, you know. It's like, really, you want to be a part, you know, let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. And I think it's really cool that metal can incorporate all types of music. And it can still, it can evolve, but it also still keeps its roots in, exactly. in the heaviness. Yes, yeah. I think that's super awesome. So, Sepatura opened the door for many bands from South America, and Beneath the Remains is considered to heavily influence the thrash death metal genre. How do you feel about this opinion, and would you say that you agree or disagree? No, I think Beneath the Remains really was a, a very important album, uh, not only for Sepatura, but I think for the scene, really. I mean, it, it's really considered... Um, a great landmark, you know, in um, in the style of music, which is, you know, it's great. I mean, um, we feel so proud of it, you know, because we did that album completely, everything in Brazil, you know, wrote, we recorded in Rio. Of course, Scott Burns flew down to Brazil to produce the album. It was our first album with Roadrunner, you know, so we had a little budget and we were really to do the best that we could to find the best studios and everything. And, uh, and, you know, but uh, the label really didn't believe too much uh, because they put out the album without the, the lyric sheet, you know, without uh, the centerfold and stuff, which are so important for metal, you know. Yeah. We were dreaming about to have all those elements and stuff, but they just put it out and uh, the album was an instant success, you know. And after a few months, the label re-released the album with a poster, with the lyrics, and now doing the stuff that we really wanted to do. And of course, on our rise, we had all the conditions, you know, to do the album that we always dreamed, you know, to, to do. And, and we went to Florida and et cetera. But Benito Remains was the, the main thing that really uh, made Sepultura possible. You know, it was the first album released worldwide, you know, officially. You know, everybody in the world could buy the album. And our first tour international in Europe with Sodom. And then we came to the States to tour with Fatal Fear. You know, the whole country, two months on the road and stuff was, was amazing. You know, it was great times. And Beneath the Remains was the start of everything, basically. Oh, that's so cool. So whenever Beneath the Remains did so successful, what was your first reaction whenever it was like, oh, my God, like, th this is it. Like, we got it. Um, you know, when, when the album started to come uh, to appear on the charts, you know, we, we felt like, fuck, man, you know, people are really buying <laughs> the album, you know, they really, they really know that we exist, you know, and, uh, and the first show we did outside Brazil was in Vienna, Austria, in 1989, opening for Sodom, uh, and there we saw people with our shirts and singing the lyrics from Beneath the Remains and stuff, and, and that was such an amazing, huge impact on us, you know, especially on, on me, because, uh, I never expected that, you know, mm -hmm. people from other country and people from Hungary and from neighboring countries coming to see us, you know, and not Sodom. I mean, they were there to see Sepultura, you know. So we felt we were doing something special, really something different, you know, that people really started to relate and started to communicate uh, with us uh, through our music and stuff, you know. So that was very motivating, you know, that I felt that we were really do, we were doing something uh, important, let's say, you know, something that was really worth it, you know? Yeah, I think th I completely agree with that. I think that's really cool. And I'm really glad that it was, 
it was something that you guys really cherished and it was like okay we're we're gonna do we're gonna do this and we're gonna take this platform and we're just gonna continue to get better and make more music because it, it honestly really helps people and i honestly believe that metal is one of the only genres that can really speak to people in a way just oh, because yeah. of how emotional it is and how welcoming it is definitely definitely and uh, you know the, uh, during the rise uh, times um, you have the the war in bosnia you know in sarajevo and you know that crazy stuff that happened there and uh we received letters from the front you know people they they say they were listening to sepultura to to get to another day and even using sepultura shirts uh, on the front you know which was crazy to us you know that uh that music would, could go to that level you know really to inspire them and help people to to face such a horrible situation like a war like that you know so um, um and we feel that we we have to be responsible you know with what we do with art because we touch so many people you know and so that's why we we really like to be honest with our lyrics and whatever we say uh with our experiences and stuff and and it's so cool that we reach so many uh, people around the world regardless of language of, of or creed or stuff you know it's fantastic oh yeah that i i think it's so fascinating how music is so universal and that anyone can reach it so speaking of music we're going to get into some tours Sepultura will be going on tour with Sacred Reich and Crowbar in the near future. And y'all are coming to Charlotte, which is in my home state. So I will be sure to be there. And All right. speaking of tours, you guys have been on the road for years. So do you still get excited to tour or does it ever get tiring after all this time? Oh, I love to, to tour. I love to be on stage. You know, I'm a musician. Uh, I mean, a musician, it has to be on stage. All the rest is a consequence of that, you know, like recording, videos, interviews, and traveling. It's to be on stage, you know, that's that's the main thing. So uh, I feel privileged, really, that we have so much opportunities and so many people that follow Sepultura and really support the band and keep this band motivated and alive, you know, and strong. So um, it's great. That's all I ask for, you know, it's like to be on stage and to be a musician. So that's very motivating itself, you know, I don't need anything else um, besides that, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I can't wait to, to to put this album on the road, especially with our friends of Sacred Reich and Crowbar and Art of Shock as well, which is a new band that is coming out with us. And um very excited about everything that's happening now with Sepultura. And those, uh, it's a great momentum. Oh yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited to hear the record. I'm excited to see y'all. I've never my both of my parents have seen you guys, and I haven't, so it'll be my first time seeing Sepultura live. So I'm really looking forward awesome. to it. Killer. And speaking of tours, and also bringing up Black Sabbath, my mom saw you guys and still has the ticket stub for the Ozzy Osbourne first No More Tour sh- tour with oh Alice in Chains. So oh, yeah. with that being said. How is it touring with such a variety and a diversity of bands? It's amazing. You know, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I have so many great memories from that tour, you know, touring with one of my biggest idols, you know, Black Sabbath, Ozzy. Uh, Zach Wilde was amazing, a great, fantastic person, guy who really opened the arms for, for us. We felt home, you know, since day one. And Rodney Castillo, you know, rest in peace, amazing guy. Um, and um, and Alison Chains, you know, I mean, Lane Staney was always in our bus, you know, we, we had a, such a great chemistry and, 
uh, we were really we close, you know. He really liked Sepultura, and um, and we unfortunately happened what happened. You know, it was so so sad. You know, uh, everything that happened. But uh, yeah. But during those days, I mean, it was so healthy, so great. You know, so beautiful. Uh, Elsin Chase won the great momentum as well, and and we learned so much. You know, touring with them, um, and Sepultura loves that shit. You know, we we always like to play with different festivals, you know, we shared the stage with so many different artists, not only from the metal world, you know, and, uh, and you learn a lot all the time, you know, it's, uh, and backstage, especially, you know, when you meet the, 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 the people, the roadies and the, the managers and stuff, you know, it's, um, it's a great networking as well, you know, to, to, because the business in the end is very small, you know, there are a few bands and people that work together and stuff. And, uh, and um, it's great uh, when you we mixture, you know, that that um, kind of styles and different um, uh, messages and stuff, you know, and, and and ways of portraying music. It's great. Oh, that's super cool. I yeah, I think touring with other bands and like being with other bands, it can it it can do so much for you because you can have fun, but then you can also learn other things from them. Oh yeah, the best. Is there any bands that you haven't toured with that you would love to tour with? Well, I mean, we're privileged to tour with so many great bands, you know, to, to play. And uh, we did some a few shows with Metallica, but we never toured with them, you know. It would be great to, to have opportunity to tour with Megadeth, you know, Anthrax. Um, those, well, Slayer's not around anymore, but we did our tour with Slayer, you know, in 1999. And, and 2000 was a great tour, amazing tour. So, um, but, uh, you know... It's um it's it's something that I always leave it open, you know. I never really try to force a situation like that because every tour there's a story behind, you know, mm-hmm. or a, a, or a, a situation and record labels involved and booking agents and stuff and uh and um and like I said, you know, when we tour with somebody that you don't know, it's always a great surprise, you know. Most of the time, actually, when you meet new people, a new band, and you you have new friends and stuff, you know. So. Uh, I, I like to kind of leave it open like that, so I I don't try to control too much uh, the destiny. <laughs> oh, yeah, I understand that. That's super cool. So we're going to get into the new record, Quadra, which will is Sepator's newest record that will be released on February 7th. Yeah. So what do fans have to look forward to on this new record? A lot of beautiful metal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we love that. You know, it's a great traditional, let's say, Sepultura album that uh, have new elements and, of course, elements that we use in the past. It's an album that we kind of divided in four parts, uh, kind of representing four different aspects of Sepultura music, which the four, uh, first parts are the three first songs, which are more connected to the old school Sepultura, you know, Beneath the Remains, Arrived at Era. And second, uh, the second part of the album, it's more connected to our groovier side and percussion like KZD and Roots and Against, you know, that type of vibe. Uh, on the third side of the album, we are more connected to the instrumental world, you know. Sepultura loves that, um, actually the metal uh, uh, bands love that instrumental stuff, you know, which is very traditional in metal music and, and for Sepultura it's no different, you know. So we explore more of this instrumental world of the inside. And on the last side, on side D, uh, we kind of... Uh, 
did songs more uh, slower pace, a lot of more melody on the vocals, more connected to the song Machine Messiah we did on our last album, you know, that which opened the album. It's a very moody, weird uh, song, you know. So uh, we kind of divided the album like that and, uh, you know, bring in a little bit of every element that we did in the past, but of course with the the the... the the performance and the, the attitude of today, you know. So uh, I, I think uh, a fan who, who understands or to or knows Sepultura will feel uh, some connections, you know, uh, about our past. But uh, mainly we are here, you know. I think Quadro is a very modern, very um, now album, very present album. But like I said, you know, with the influence from the past, of course. Oh, that's super cool. So the name Quadra, is that... Did that name derive from the four parts that the record is divided by, or did it have yeah, does it have yeah. a different meaning? It, it has the same source. I mean, the the source of, of of everything it came from numerology and algorithms, you know, that kind of stuff. And the number four was was the the main number that really inspired everything, because I, I found this book called Quadrivium, which Quadrivium talks about the four uh, liberal arts, uh, which are music cosmology, geometry, and mathematics. And um, so number four was really the main uh, starting point of everything, you know. And quadra, you know, it's a geometrical form. And um, it, it quadra means sport court, you know, in, in Portuguese, uh, like a basketball court or a tennis court, you know, where you have a delimited area with a set of rules where the game takes place, you know. That's the, 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 the definition of quadra. And, and then we use that to as an analogy of our own quadra, which our own country, you know, Brazil is a quadra with a set of rules and, and cultural baggage and uh, tradition and education and religion and politics. And we are a consequence of that, you know. So uh, that's what we talk about. Why? I mean, the question is, why do we believe in the stuff that we believe? You know, why do we trust our school or or any commercial brand, you know, to buy your food, for instance, or, you know, you, you, you do that, you don't even think about, you know, you're just trusting because your grandma did or your grand grandmother did or whatever, you know, but you actually don't know uh, uh, where most of the concepts of information we have in our head was implanted by education, you know, and culture and stuff like that. So, uh, uh, and we have the words are so so different, you know, like from Saudi Arabia to United States to Japan to Brazil to Morocco. You know, we have so many different situations and concepts of the world and family and society, and we should respect them, not attack them. You know, not create phobias and and stuff like that. You know, so that's what we talk about generally on the album. Oh, that's super cool. I really I really like the concept of the record, and I'm really looking forward to listening to it so off quadra what is your favorite song from it and why wow that's a difficult question always um but i think right now it's uh, guardians of earth because i think it's one of the most different songs that we ever did there's a lot of acoustic guitar involved and a lot of great vocals uh, a really cool solo that i love you know very proud of it and it's a very interesting song and uh it's like a journey, really. You know, it's almost like a soundtrack. You know, for for a movie in the forest or something. You know, so uh, I think I think it's very very interesting. It's at the, the very middle of the album. You know, and reflects that change of mood 
from the first part of the album, which is very trashy, very heavy, to something more experimental towards the end. Oh, that's very cool. So speaking, and this is going to be my final question for you. Thank you again for sitting in with me. Thank you. So speaking of Quadra, what was the recording process like? Did you write the music first and then go in with lyrics, or was it more of a collaborative ideal? No, we usually write the music first, you know, uh, especially me and Eloy, the drummer. We start everything, you know, uh, doing the basic ideas and basic sales, uh, music sales, so we can develop and pra- on practice together with Derek and Paulo. Derek comes in and without lyrics, just like uh, do sounds and stuff just to mark uh, things on the song. Oh, this is the chorus, this is the verse, this is whatever, you know, we work together that. And then later on, you know, with that more familiar in the, in the mind, with all the structures more familiar, uh, Derek starts writing the lyrics and finding the right words, you know. So the process was like that, uh, well, since I joined Sepultura, we work like that. Oh, that's super cool. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me. It really means a lot to me to do this. I was super excited to be talking with you today. Awesome. Same here. Thanks for the, the space uh, you'll give to Sepultura. And see you on the road. Yes, I will see you soon. You have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. All right, Butcher Crew, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Andreas from Sepatora. I had so much fun talking to him. We had a blast. It was such a great time. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. The Saw's Electric Chair will be back with some more interviews and podcasts here soon. Stay metal.